We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. B. Mitch Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Mary. Why are you bugging? Um, B. Two, two offensive linemen getting healthy. Cincinnati. Especially if they win this weekend, they get a week off. Oof. Have and you looked at the spreads yet for this weekend? Nah. It's kind of interesting. I mean, just an early look because maybe it'll move a bit. I think it will. Well, before you look, what do you think the spread is for KC Cincinnati? I would think KC favored by two and a half. What if I told you the Bengals are favored by one and a half? Oh, really? It's kind of crazy, right? No, not crazy because they went to uh, – Buffalo in the snow and just handled them like it like it was like, oh, this is our home. And they beat them three times in a row. And Mahomes might be hurt. That That's the main reason. If, if Mahomes is healthy, then the two and a half I think I put out there would be right. Yeah, I thought it'd be like three, three and a half even, but it's uh, it's gone the other way. And then Eagles-Niners, what do you think that is? Eagles-Niners, I will give Eagles minus two. Two and a half. Pretty close. Um, Landfill said, I'm coming for you, bees. Coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Landfill said something, and there's a bunch of stuff I want to get to. Our guy Ben White joins us at 1230. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this comeback player of the year thing, but the NFL has announced a ton of awards for NFL honors coming up, I guess, two weeks in a day. Mm-hmm. Two weeks from tomorrow is NFL honors. Um, before we get to that, because I think we should talk Dotson, I think we should talk Brian Robinson. Um, Linville said this thing is pretty interesting about the unsung heroes for every NFL team. Yeah. Did you look at that yet? Yeah. Um, I agree with him, too. So this is from NFL.com. They said the unsung hero for the commanders, second-year safety Derek Forrest. Yes. I'm reading here from NFL.com. They say Washington gets a lot of praise for its defensive strength up front, but the player who jumped off the screen to me in 2022 was this second-year safety. Evidently, Ron Rivera's staff felt similarly, moving Forrest from a rotational role into a starting spot in the second half of the season. The ball hawk finished with four interceptions, nine passes defensed, and 88 tackles, and his hard-hitting style produced two fumbles, one of which he recovered. I love watching this guy play, and he always seems to be around the ball. Mm-hmm. I agree. I thought Defoe had a really good year. I totally agree. I think later on in the year, he began to make some mistakes as a young player, but he did so much right in the middle of that thing to where he, he was making a play weekly, you know? And every time you saw something, a, a, a ball on the ground, a ball in the air, he was the guy to touch it. 
You know, and it's just something that happens to people that lives around the football. I think you look at kind of some of these young DBs, Cam Curl, Derek Forrest, maybe St. Juice you want to include, Jeremy Reeves maybe you want to include, although he's not that young anymore. But um, a lot of really good players there. And I think some really deserving players to, to call unsung heroes for sure. I, I, who else would you think of for the Commanders? Unsung heroes? I don't. I part of me offensively. I feel like Curtis Samuel made some really important plays for them. I, think, I don't yeah, know if he's unsung, I, especially because he got paid. Curtis Samuel got paid and he came in, so he he was. Uh, a little late to the party because he yeah. was supposed to be doing it already. I think if St. Juice hadn't got hurt late and was able to to stay Possibly. on the field, I especially think, as I those games a little grew bit, in importance, I might go with but uh, Young Buck a little bit, middle linebacker Davis because he he played well after Holcomb went out. He played well, and then he got hurt. But yeah, yeah. But, but can you be an unsung hero when you're a first round pick? Yeah, when you when you had the first year like you did, when you had you trying to do stuff that you're not capable of doing. When you let him do what he was able to do, what he's supposed to be doing, a dude played great. I, I would go unsung hero. All the guys that were in their rotation on the left side at the end. Yeah, that's true. Because man, look, those guys were, were were holding their own. Yeah, I mean, if you look at that collection of dudes. Who'd you have? Effie Obata, Casey Tuhill, James Smith Williams. Yeah, three the three name crew. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm curious. I'm, I'm going to try to find that real quick. What the three of those guys added up to? Um, so Effie Obata had four sacks. Now Obata did push inside some, but Obata had four sacks. James Smith Williams had three. So now you're at seven, and Tuhill had one. So that's eight sacks from your left side of the field. Mm-hmm. How many do you think Montez Sweat had opposite all those guys? Well, he had like seven, seven and a half. He had eight. So, and Chase Young played the last three games of the season. So the three name, the th- the three headed monster, for lack of a better word, kind of only got fourteen games. They, they they held their own though. I, I know I'm not. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um. I think. I think as far as an unsung hero goes, that's about because I I would say it's Curl, but I think Curl is kind of sung about, right? Curl Curl and locally he is, certainly he is no longer unsung, especially if they do the, the smart guys. thing and pay him. Yeah, like I mean, they should. Even if they don't pay him, Curl has already proven that he's a player. Player, player from the Himalaya. What would you say about Rashad Wild Goose, Landfill? Um, who is the unsung anti-hero? The who? Like the... You mean the guy who sucks that nobody points out he sucks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is the job for, this is the job for Landfill. That's tough because there are obviously some terrible guys on the team. Uh, the kicker or whatever the hell his name is, he's bad. Uh, Dax Milne, he sucks. Um, yeah, that Bill Jackson the third, he was terrible, but they got rid of him. I think the guy. This is something that I've brought up a few times that I think uh, is going to be controversial, but I actually think that Cole Holcomb is not very good. I think that the defense improved substantially when he stopped playing. 
Where are you at on that, B? Because Landfill has said that. But I Landfill, agree with him. Landfill kind of says some stuff. I, I listen. I watch him, and he, he he runs all over the field. But I mean, I see him running stuff out of plays a lot. I see him making too many tackles down the field instead of making them in the area he really supposed to be making them. And I think that comes because he does get himself out of position, and he has the speed to catch up with people. But a, a middle linebacker tackling somebody ten yards down the field is not great to me. I, it'll be interesting what they do there because Holcomb's a free agent, I believe. Um, I'll confirm that, but I think he's headed to unrestricted free agency. Um, when I saw him at Locker Cleanout, he had, yeah, he's unrestricted free agent. Um, when I saw him at Locker Cleanout, he was on the little scooter joint. Um, you think he's back? Don't know. They didn't draft him either. Yeah. Which, right. At this point, I think they need to not be worried about who they drafted, and they need to be trying to get players and try to get people can help you. You better let them help you. I'm with you. Uh, all right, I wanted to switch gears here. The off the comeback player of the year award, which is one of these kind of ambiguously titled awards. The three people nominated for the comeback player of the year. You ready? Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Geno Smith. Now, Saquon had a really good season. Certainly not taking that away from him. Mm -hmm. But he played a lot. He played 13 games in 2021. Yeah. Like, like, what is he coming back from? Well, it's, it's a comeback from the comeback. Well, I just think that if you don't get comeback player of the year the year after your injury, then I'm not. No, no, no. You shouldn't get it two he played, years he after. He played 13 games. Right. He played last year. So, no, he's out of it. He shouldn't. So now I don't even think he should be nominated. Christian McCaffrey played last year too, didn't he? McCaffrey played seven games last year. In the end or in the early part? I, I, can, I can look it up. But, I mean, it, in 2021, he, McCaffrey played in seven games. In 2021, he played seven games. Though so I, I need to see if they early or late because he got hurt. They were both. He played weeks one through three, and then he played weeks nine through twelve. I I can't go along with that either. Right? I, I think that's a little. I think Geno Smith should win it. Well, here's my question: Geno, did he get hurt? Was a backup? No, he wasn't hurt. He was just a backup. Well, they just they give they want to give him the gun back because he actually came back. He was a starter. <laughs> That they went to a backup he that had, was lost. He hadn't been the starter since 2014. I know, so that's what they, that's why they're looking at a comeback right now. I just feel like I just think Geno Smith is more or less. I don't I don't know. Like I said, even you bring in Brian Robinson. I so said apparently, that, Brian Robinson is ineligible for the award because mm-hmm. he's a rookie. Yeah, and that's what I, I said that I said that when we were discussing it earlier. As soon as he came back. You know, you have to be coming back from something. Now that you said all the other stuff, hell, did they not have anybody that came back last year? Because those three people basically should be disqualified. Because Geno Smith did nothing that was – he didn't get hurt from anything. He was just a backup. And then this year he got a chance to start. So is that eligible for comeback player? So Jordan Renan covers the Giants for ESPN. Good guy. He's a terp. I know Jordan. He tweeted this out, and I think it's pretty relevant. 
He said, we need to rethink what this award is about. Saquon played 13 games the previous season. Geno was mostly a backup on merit. What are they coming back from? Yeah. This award should be for guys like Brian Robinson and or Nick Gates. Their journeys define comeback. We know here what B-Rob did. He was shot in August, and he was running the football on an NFL field in October. I understand that, but I I still think when you bring a comeback player for what it used to be, I don't know what the hell he's going to, he doesn't qualify. Right. And it sounds crazy, but you know what? I'm talking about based off the merit of what it was. If somebody that got injured on the field uh, and that came back from it, I don't see I, the other three guys you named either. Because Christian played. Right. He came back already. Okay? He came back in that season. Saquon came back in the season. Well, how about Nick Gates then? Nick Gates, I, I think, plays guard. He's uh, Maybe he's a tackle. He's an offensive lineman for the Giants. He broke his leg week three, 2021, against the, what were they then? The football team at FedEx. Mm-hmm. Remember the Thursday night game yeah, where Heineke hit um, the tight end in the corner for the game-winning touchdown? I remember that one. Yeah. Um, Nick Gates. Guy was on another team now. Yeah. Suffered a, uh, it's three-name tight end. I'm blanking on it. What was his name? Lanfield, what was the tight end's name? Um, Ricky Seals-Jones. Yeah. Um. He had a compound fracture, which means your bro- your bones broken in more than one place. Mm-hmm. Required seven surgeries. Okay. He got back on the field for the Giants in week. Played that season last year. No, was out all of so last year. He played year. this year. Played this year. He should be, he should be the one that wins it, bro. He came back week ten, started every game for the Giants the rest of the year. He should have won it. Based off of what this thing used to be, he should walk away with it. But let's let's look at what they did, okay? Saquon Barkley in New York, running back, first round draft pick. Oh, let's get that name in there. Christian McCaffrey. Kind of what it seems. Christian like. McCaffrey. Oh, high profile name. And then we got a quarterback position. They they're trying to make every uh, award just about the glitz and the glamour, the high, and the big name, instead of what the hell it's supposed to be. All three of those guys should not be even able to win that. The guy Gates, based off of what it was, walk away with. It. And there's probably other guys that had real big injuries that we're not thinking of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just Saquon feels like a really egregious nomination. You played, you played 13 games, well over 85, 90 percent of the season. You you were back last year. Uh, Brandon Graham had a big comeback for the Eagles. Um, dude, you and I joke about this. The Giants really do run the league. Hey, they run it. But it's just, you know, the league, the problem is that we sit here and we complain, all of us. But nobody ever take the team, the league to task. And they just do what the hell they want to do. Brandon Graham, this is from Jacob Sports. Brandon Graham recorded a career high in sacks after coming off a torn Achilles, and he was 34 years old. He tore his Achilles late in the season, didn't he? Tore his Achilles in 21, had a career high in sacks in 22. So why isn't he on that? Because Saquon came back from having a down year in 21. That's straight BS. Yeah, right? I mean, 
Brandon Graham played two games in 21. Mm-hmm. Played all 17 in 22 and had 11 sacks. You got the wrong guy, man. Josh in Upper Marlboro wants to weigh in on the comeback player of the year. What's up, Josh? Hey, fellas. What about Trent Williams, man? He got his whole dang scalp removed, got shipped across the country, had to deal with our crazy team president, and came back and is balling out of control. What about Trent? It's been two, three it's years It's been a now. couple years, it's, yeah. It's been a little I mean, his first year with the Niners. No, was... but when you get your scalp removed, it should, it should last for a couple years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you should. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate the call. Uh, when we return, let's talk money. Let's get rich. Ben White. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joins the program. Time to get smarter. It's Ben's Day. Who doesn't need to get smarter? Happy Ben's Day, ladies and gentlemen, to help us celebrate our friend Ben White, chief economic correspondent for Politico, the founder of Morning Money, our guy, Morning Money, Ben. Ben, what's going on, dude? How are you, bud? Hey, man. Every day is Ben's Day in my world, but I'm happy you uh, happy to Wednesday, Ben's Day for uh, you guys. Uh, how you guys doing? Um, we're good, dude. I guess every day is Ben's Day in your world. That's, that's very true. <laughs> Not really, but um, you know, I'm happy to, to bring it to you all when I can. So I, I want to check in with you. Let's start Commanders. How yeah, are you sure. feeling about the offensive coordinator search? Mm. I'm a bit uh, confused by, like, I know the names in play. Uh, Shermer doesn't excite me much at all. I don't know that much about Sam Peasy. I mean, I, you know, uh, seems like decent quarterbacks coach. I don't know that much about him. Um, you know, Charles London's kind of interesting, I think, uh, as a possibility. Uh, but my other question is, like, how attractive is the job itself to any of these candidates, uh, given questions about ownership, given – questions about, you know, just sort of the future and direction of the team. Like, do they get the pick uh, who they want? And, uh, you know, obviously I'd love to see them shift to, you know, dominant running team too, but they got good uh, passing weapons. So, I, you know, I, I'm sort of lost on it. Like, I don't have a favorite candidate or a person in mind who I think would immediately kind of uh, revolutionize the offense and get it clicking away that Scott Turner couldn't. I mean, I, I don't know. What's the, the front runner thinking down there now? Is there one? I don't know if there's a front runner thinking. I think I hear certain people say certain names. Many people 
are surprised they don't hear bigger names, but the bigger names yeah. early on was like, no, don't we're not going to uh, interview. Well, I, I think yeah. of the names that have been considered, certainly the one with the most experience is Pat Shermer. Um, yeah. Shermer and Rivera were together on the Eagles staff many years ago with a right. with a young man named Brian Mitchell playing I remember running that. back. Um, <laughs> and Shermer, I, there's there's some discussion if. Um, if if Ron wanted Shermer back in 2020 when he took the job and right. Shermer had just been fired by the Giants, I think to me Shermer's the front runner. Uh, Zampezi, yeah. all things considered, with the job, how much long term job security there is, maybe you just promote within. Um, Zampezi yeah. is is, uh, and I'm not trying to take personal shots. Probably my least favorite candidate. I think things yeah. went really poor when he was calling plays in Cincinnati. Yeah, I agree. Let's yeah. ha- let me ask you this philosophically. Yeah. Would you rather hire because the people they've interviewed so far, you have people with experience and largely a poor track record, but they do have experience, yeah. or you have people without experience. Philosophically, which direction would you like to see them go? You know, I'm tempted into the um, less experience but potentially bigger upside. Um, you know, Shermer, like we should give him credit you know it didn't work out in denver but you know his uh, i think it was the vikings of 13 and 3 you know nfc championship team under him uh it was really you know helpful with case keenum there so you gotta give him credit for that i mean it was philly for the uh for the run to the super bowl and you know he's got some positive experience as an oc uh, maybe not uh recently um but it's there so i think it's in him but you know, this team feels – I don't know if there is a, you know, a new Kyle Shanahan out there, one of these, you know, young guns who uh, could, could make this offense hum. But if there were one, I, I would lean in that direction rather than somebody uh, who's got a lot of experience but maybe not all successful experience. But I would, you know, sort of defend Shermer as a possibility given that, you know, he has had significant success running a couple of offenses with – you know, medium to good quarterbacks, not not necessarily world beaters. Uh, so he'd certainly be an improvement over what we've seen, and I agree would be better than Zampezi because the play calling uh, when he did it was bizarre. Um, so I, I just don't think that's a great idea. Uh, so philosophically, I'd say if there is a really smart, uh, capable, young um, you know, coach out there who they could get uh, and would be really good, uh, I'd go that way. If, if not, then... Shermer, I think I'd, I'd be okay with. It would just be a little bit unexciting, and it could be just more kind of the same mediocrity. But Shermer, his best year I see as an OC, 13-3 and three with the Vikings. And yeah, that 17 then, year is, is since a, then, yeah, a great year. Since then, his best year was 7-10 and 10 as a head yeah. coach or OC. And yeah. he had four yeah. of those years. It seems like yeah. he has a lot of down years with a couple of peaks and then the rest of them yeah. are down, which I right. will be wondering if you're trying to go out there and make sure you get it. You think this is finally his down year because he's had four that weren't good? Yeah, he's ready to, to spin a gem uh, in the next one. Yeah, that's kind of a, a lotto. But, yeah, Brian, I'm exactly with you on my thinking on him. You know, he, he, I just wanted to point out, as you did, the 17-year the um, and then, you know, the, the Foles year, uh, which I guess was 13 in Philly, um, you know, 27 touchdowns, two yep. six. I mean, that's, you know, Foles did that. Um, but, you know, Shermer was calling the plays, so he gets credit. But more recently – nothing too great so i'm like Turner, you know i think he'd be okay you know and maybe he does well and, and it's an improvement uh and i don't know who the other magic bullet 
person would be. I don't spend enough time in the ins and outs of all of the various coaches around the league who are young and up and coming. But if that person were there and they could land that person, I would aim in that direction, if not of the named candidates so far, uh, Shermer seems like probably, you know, the best of the lot, I would think. Yeah, I mean, my take, for lack of a better word, I, I'm not anti-experience. I'm yeah. anti-poor experience. Like, yeah, no, I agree. They asked to interview Daryl Bevel, who I think would have worked well for this team. He's a run-first yeah. guy. He was a yeah. part, whether it was a small part or a large part, he was a part of Russell Wilson's development in Seattle. Um, I, I, I would like Bevel. He said, I don't want to take the interview. He has good yeah. experience as an offense coordinator. Look at the yeah. Dolphins this past season. Yeah, um, totally. I think of these guys, I would go towards the guys that don't have experience and see what they got. Yeah. Um, I, yeah what about like a Charles London or something like that? You I, know? I mean, I'd be more uh, – honestly, I, I'd be pretty intrigued by Studesville. Um, yeah. Thomas Brown is the guy I've been saying all along. that that I, I really like his potential as a coach. If I was, If I was Thomas Brown, though – I'd be a little worried, like, okay, if I'm going to get my first crack at calling plays for right. a team that we're unsure at quarterback and we're unsure at O-line. The owner, is that what I want? Yeah, like, does, does, how does this help me long-term? I think for London and Studesville, they're both in their 50s, I believe. Like, the, these are guys yeah. that haven't gotten the opportunity and maybe they just want to jump on the opportunity. So, Yeah, no, and, and Studesville, I mean, you got to credit what he's done in Miami. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. Uh, that, that offense, offense cooked, man. Absolutely dynamic. He's done yeah, a lot of stuff moves, a lot of places, but we'll, we'll, I mean, the whole thing about it is I just think that, you know, <laughs> how, how, this is a year where you have to really uh, go out there and get something done. And I think you, you might yeah. want to just try roll the dice for something crazy. I, well, and there's also the looming specter, sale. Well, the sale, right. sure, but what about the enemy? Could the B enemy thing be a real thing? We won't know mm. probably until next week. So, coaches on teams going to the Super Bowl are allowed to conduct interviews during that Pro Bowl week, during the first week. Right. So, I, if they want to, they could maybe interview Bienemy next week. Um, yeah. Bienemy has an expiring contract. That That is one more layer is could there be more names coming? I don't think if you look at the, th- the four teams still playing, I don't think any of those OCs would consider this job or even consider the yeah. interview except maybe Bienemy. Yeah, and why would he uh, consider it, um, given that... The know, opportunity would be the, the primary play caller. Primary and, play caller. And okay. frankly, yeah. if yeah. I was the enemy, I probably wouldn't consider it. I'd, I'd want to... I wouldn't either. I mean, you're <laughs> yeah. in the winningest I mean, team, one of the winningest teams You have in the a league, chance to go like, from being around nothing but greatness to your stuff may not work. This mess, yeah. I mean, who knows? You know, I, I love the name. Like, I love the guy. Uh, what he does in Kansas City is obviously... Superb. I mean, he's got Andy Reid, you know, uh, and, and lots of people are successful with Andy Reid, but I think he's the real deal for sure and uh, love the way their offense works. But they also have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and a whole bunch of other people right. who don't have. Lots uh, of like so you, you never know. But I, I like the idea. I mean, definitely I would have him on the list if he's willing to uh, take the interview. Um, yeah, I would be kind of excited about him uh, as, a, as an OC if, if that's a possibility. I just don't know if I were him if I would – uh, take that, you know, roll that dice. <laughs> Talking to our friend Ben White, chief economic correspondent for Politico. You see him on uh, CNBC all the time. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Morning Money Ben. I did want to ask you about yeah. um, this report from the New York Post 
that right. said Jeff Bezos would consider selling the Washington Post to buy the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, this Now, this is kind of your world. This is yeah. newspapers and publishing and billionaires. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. do you make of the report? Let's start there. Yeah, well, you know, obviously the headline popped. Uh, big. I was like, oh my God, this is huge breaking news. Um, and if it's true, it would be. And I'm not saying it's an impossibility as a scenario, um, given, you know, and they're laying off people at the post and uh, his relationship is kind of awkward there with staff now. And maybe he does, you know, want to move on from that investment. And that would clear the path a little bit to uh, buying the commanders, given you know, Snyder hates him over the Post's coverage of the team, much like he hated me when I was at the Post and covered the team from a business perspective. Um, I just can't tell from that story whether how real it is, you know, because the sources quoted are kind of people familiar with the process. I mean, it's there's I, as far as I recall, there's nothing in there from people directly involved in the deal or close to uh, Bezos. So it kind of felt like one of those where you talk to a source or two, kind of spins you an interesting yarn about what could happen, uh, and you just roll with it and throw the headline out there. And I, I think a lot of other people agreed with that take because I didn't see a ton of pickup on it. Like, yeah, I mean, I, it's sure, some places followed, like SI put something up and just quoted the report. It's one of those where, sure, maybe your boss tells you you got to throw something out that right. cites the post, but. Yeah, nobody is saying has endorsed this as like a legit thing happening. I, I don't think it's like that. I don't think it's imminent. I don't think he's immediately going to sell the post and, and go for the commanders. Is it impossible that that could be a scenario that plays out? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. So of the scenario, yeah, yeah. I I do kind of listen. The uh, NBC Four reached out directly to the post. They said we're not for sale. Even in the New York Post story, there were repeated. Yeah. That Bezos told senior management, "I'm not selling it," and that yeah. a Bezos spokesperson told the New York Post they weren't for nothing was for sale. So right. all of right. that is nothing possible. is for sale in, until it until it is, of course. But well, let's clarify a couple of things. There's no way Bezos needs the money from selling the Post no. to buy the Commanders, no, no. right? No, 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 no. It would not be anything to do with uh, money. Uh, he's got that uh, stack from here to you know the nearest. Uh, inhabitable planet in the universe um so that's not the issue the issue is really um you know can he assuage uh conflict of interest concerns and you know make snyder happier uh and more willing to sell to him if he is no longer the owner of the newspaper that dan snyder hates and has hated forever and wants to burn to the ground Uh, that would eliminate that to some degree um but it wouldn't eliminate entirely because dan snyder is a personality person you know he once he hates somebody he hates them no matter what whether he still owns the post or not so i i don't know that it would sweeten it that much but maybe he'd declare victory that he forced bezos to sell the post and uh, that's you know some big thing he did i just think it is really speculative story by the post based on sources not directly connected to the matter and whoever wrote it may win the lottery and wind up being right uh, or it won't happen and it'll be forgotten and get no blame for being wrong, which is how these things often go. Well, the coverage from the Post was before Bezos took over, right? I mean, he, D- Snyder's hated the Washington Post long before Jeff. Yeah. I mean, when were you working there, Ben, when you pissed him off? Yeah. Well, this was 2002 or three, something like that. Um, you know, it's a long time, 20 years ago, basically. Uh, and Did, he, he tried to get you, you know, fired, didn't he? 
Yeah, he tried to get me fired for writing that he was a bully as an owner of his company, forcing analysts to put buy ratings on his company. And he, yeah, he called the executive editor, he called everybody else, said, we're going to cut access to the team if you run this, and um, you should fire this guy, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But the sources were bulletproof, the story was true, it ran, and he did nothing, uh, which is what bullies uh, tend to do um, when they don't have a leg to stand on and are guilty of exactly the thing that you had written. Um, so yeah, he's hated him for, hated the post for a long time. He's anybody who criticizes him. And the fact of the matter is he's run a great franchise into the ground over 20 years. He'll still make a bunch of money off it, but he immiserated the fans and decimated the team and that's his legacy. And whether he likes it or not, he's got to live with it. Yeah. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, but that's just the facts. That's what happened. There is a part of me that you're so right. And I've seen this unfold where people will take what can make sense in a completely hypothetical world and try to make right. it real. Is there a yeah. part of me that could see Dan enjoying making Bezos sell the post? Which yeah. would, Let's be real. That would hurt the post. Having Bezos' money behind them is puts good. them in a stratosphere that not many newspapers enjoy. Yeah. Uh, believe me, they've hired like crazy and hired great people and pay them good money. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly what's going on with the layoffs now. I mean, I guess... Everybody is preparing a bit for the idea of recession, and there's pressure on a lot of newsrooms uh, to, you know, trim down for that. Uh, so that may be part of that. He doesn't need to do it. I mean, he could take losses for years on that thing. Um, the Graham family certainly did. Lots of newspaper owners who are billionaires from other uh, industries and not really needing their um, newspapers to turn a profit, uh, you know, will just ride through recessions and take the losses and then, you know, move on. He, I guess maybe he's not that he wants it to uh, be profitable at all times and uh, who knows, but yeah, he doesn't need the money from it uh, at all. Um, uh, you know, could it be true that uh, maybe he would rather have the commanders? I, maybe I just, I don't know that to be the fact. I don't know that Bezos has a burning desire to be the owner of the Washington commanders. He may, but I'm not privy right. to that. We don't know. Ben, we know this. Yeah. We appreciate your time right, and we always get hey, smarter. I love being on with you. Always do. Uh, have a good rest of the week, my friend. Hi, brother. Thanks very much. That's our guy, Ben White. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Morning Money. Ben, one of the smartest Commanders fans out there. Don't go anywhere. Mock draft season, 1 o'clock. Stallion in the building. Look out, ladies. B, you think when the stallion walks in, uh, what's his club out in Fairfax? Fats? Tuesday Fats or something? Fat Tuesdays. Fat Tuesdays. <laughs> you think when stallion walks in the club, all the girls in the club text their friends like, oh, S, That's there he is. Again. There he is. There he is. Uh, you think he they will start, buy you drinks. They start fighting about and who, who gets to go home anything. with him. No, I'm going home with him. No, I'm going home with him. I don't think that's what they do. And then they're like, wait, no. he lives with his parents? <laughs> um, and now I'm not doing that one. I don't see that. Mock draft season, 1 o'clock. Landfill, hmm? give me a little X-Files. Please do. You need X-Files. Jeff Duncan is a columnist for the New Orleans Times Picayune. I once tried to get a job there, B. You did? Did not get it. Did interview, though. Cool building. Mm. Jeff Duncan from New Orleans, boots on the ground, says, latest update on Sean Payton. He completed his interview with Carolina on Monday in Charlotte and will meet with Arizona officials Thursday, as previously reported. His second meeting with Denver has been delayed. 
This is per Jeff Duncan. In my opinion, the longer this goes, the likelihood of Peyton staying at Fox increases. The longer it goes. The longer it goes without him taking a job, he'll just stay doing TV. Keep I mean, it, he, keep he, the X Files going, Lance. I watched him uh, the first two weeks, and then I see him on the third one. He got better because the first week, I was like, "Dude, don't know where he's at, what he's doing." Diana Rossini, ESPN National, added this. I was told there is also a team waiting in the wings watching all of this and could make a move if they get, and in quotes, their ducks in a row. So what you, who do you think that team is? I don't know, Brian. But I know what team... I know what team has the most unorganized ducks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of getting ducks in a row because I would think if she's talking about this team, she would have to know who's getting the ownership. You know what I'm saying? If there's a talk that this team will be sold by March or very soon, as people have stated, wouldn't you have to know who that is to be able to say it's this team? I'm not saying it is this team. I'm just saying if there's a move out there that could be made if a team gets their ducks in a row. I'm being serious. Does any team have more ducks not in a row than Washington? No. But I'm just saying the head duck is not even out there right now based off of what uh, what things are now. So I, I know one team with a lot of ducks and they're not in a row. <laughs> I mean, if you're a new owner and you want to make a big splash, outside of trading for Aaron Rodgers or something, B, what would you rather have happen? Trading for Aaron Rodgers or getting Sean Payton? Give me, give me Sean Payton. I can't confirm if Jeff's awake, but let's ask what how he much, would think. How much money is on the will be on the books for Aaron Rodgers this year? 60. He'd he'd have to rework his deal. It's the yeah. only way. But if he were to come and he doesn't want to rework his deal, you basically are not getting many people to come with him. Jeff, Sean Payton. I don't want. What team has the most ducks flying anywhere they want? Not in a row. Whack 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 whack. You said not in a row. Yeah. Us, the Washington Commanders, and I do not want. No, I don't want no. Veteran quarterback. I don't. I don't. I don't want no old man coming to our team right now. It just does not work for us. It may work for every other thirty-one team, every other thirty-one teams in the league, but for us, it just simply it doesn't work. So no, I do not want Rogers here. But you'd be into Sean Payton. I'd be into Sean Payton. It's, 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 it's coaching, and he was he was a pretty. He's better than what we have now. Landfill. As a lifelong Eagles fan, would you be nervous if Sean Payton landed in Ashburn? Uh, a new owner would make me more nervous than Sean Payton. Because which new owner might be competent. Yeah, exactly. As long as Dan Snyder is the owner, nothing makes me nervous. 
but a new owner could potentially be competent, and then they could start, you know, actually trying to win and making smart moves. Mm. And that would be a difference from the last 20 years, 20 plus years. Mock draft season. Next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.